Welcome to the Michigan Minds Podcast, a quick and informative analysis of today's top issues from University of Michigan faculty. My name is Allison Earle, and I am an associate professor of psychology here at the University of Michigan. One of the major reasons why people ignore messages is because the messages advocate for something that people don't believe to be true or don't want to do. So there's a a lot of psychological literature. There's 60 years of literature that suggests that people are more likely to choose and pay attention to messages that support what they already think, feel, and do and that they are more likely to ignore, to counter-argue, to derogate the source of messages that are advocating for a position that they are not interested in taking or have not already taken. More simply, it's that people ignore messages that challenge what they are already doing. Especially in the context of COVID-19, which is an infectious disease, we have to think about individuals as being nested in communities. So uh, American culture is a highly individualistic culture. We tend to focus on the individual and what the the individual wants and needs. But in the case of these infectious diseases, it's transmitted by other people. So we have to recognize that we are individuals embedded in larger social groups. And so considering kind of how individuals move in their social networks, moving both within the university and within the community more broadly is going to be especially important for kind of understanding and predicting and changing the outcomes associated with COVID-19. Having consistent messaging from leadership is going to be super important. And one of the things that we've seen around COVID-19 has been inconsistent messages at different levels of leadership. So the, the federal government is saying something different than the state government, which may be saying something different from the university leadership. And those conflicting messages leave people kind of bereft. And so how they fill in the gaps, how they make sense of those inconsistencies is by using their own ideological lens to sort which messages they're going to listen to and comply with. I think one of the most important things to understand is that there's no one-size-fits-all message that's going to be effective at persuading everyone. And so what we really have to be thinking about is how to meet audiences where they are when we're thinking about persuasive messages. So there's a paper that just came out suggesting that one of the biggest decision points with designing a message in the COVID-19 era is whether or not audiences moralize COVID-19 as a public health issue. So if audiences believe that wearing a mask, social distancing, physical distancing, using hand sanitizer are moral issues, they are more persuaded by messages that focus on protecting the community, protecting other people. However, if audiences don't view these behaviors, the face mask wearing, the social distancing, the hand sanitizer as moral behaviors, they feel like they're individual level behaviors, then the the self-oriented messages are more persuasive. So a lot of what we've seen in the media are things like fear appeals, trying to scare people into staying home or wearing masks, or shame-based appeals, like making people feel bad if they're not complying with public health recommendations. And both of those are going to backfire if people aren't already engaged with what you are wanting them to do. So when people view COVID-19 and associated behaviors like wearing a face mask and physical distancing as moral behaviors, the response that they think is appropriate to people who are not engaging in those behaviors is moral outrage. 
So it makes people feel like they have the moral high ground to yell at people or to shame people for not complying with the public health recommendations. This is the really the crux of the issue of meeting people where they are. If you're yelling at someone for not wearing a mask because they're being immoral, if they don't believe that what they're doing is immoral, you're not going to change their behavior. In fact, that moral outrage is going to entrench them more deeply in what they're doing. People do not like being shamed. And so the secondary emotional response to shame is anger. So what you're more likely to get is people exhibiting backlash against the message. They're not going to be persuaded by it. And, and instead, you're just going to get in a yelling match. Who can scream the loudest? And we've seen 100 examples of that in the media in the last few months. And fear isn't going to be the answer either. To persuade people who aren't already engaging in the messages, the kind of shame-based, fear-based, moral-based appeals are not going to be effective. Instead, what we should be focusing on is trying to make it clear what the benefits for the person are. If we want people to engage in a behavior long-term, changing their attitudes about why they should be engaging in the behavior, helping them understand the costs and benefits associated with the behavior is going to be a much more successful strategy than using these moral or emotion-based appeals. I hope that members of the UM community keep in mind that we are part of a community and that we are individuals, but we are all individuals nested in a broader community and that the choices that we make have consequences not only for ourselves, but for the people around us. Those are our friends, our fellow community members, their outcomes are tied to ours. The one cute takeaway I hope all listeners bring with them after the interview is over is that when you're designing public health messages, one of the most important things to keep in mind is to meet the audience where they are. A lot of times we design messages or advocate in ways that we would find compelling, but that those arguments may not necessarily be persuasive for the people that we're trying to reach. So really understanding why people make the decisions that they make Designing messages to meet them where they are is going to be the most effective strategy for delivering persuasive messages. Thank you for listening to the Michigan Minds podcast, a production of the University of Michigan. Join the conversation on social media with hashtag UMichImpact.